Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Port Charles 411. I don't even know really where to start with what we're talking about today because like I text you. I It's too much. The Aztec princess. So we are getting started on why Felicia's referred to as the Aztec princess. But then as we were watching it, like I text you and we didn't talk about things, but I was like, this has a lot more to do with Robert, Holly, Luke, Laura than I even realized. Mm-hmm. And we found two write-ups. Each one has a completely different focus. (laughs) And there are completely different focuses in the YouTube playlists, which I feel like was even more confusing because I found the Frisco and Felicia one first. I loved that one though. Which, and we're going to get there. I know, I know. But I just, I don't know how I remember some of it because I would have been really You'd have been four. Yeah, really, really young. But I do remember some of the Frisco and Felicia stuff because I said my mom watched it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just love them. So, so we are starting the Aztec princess slash treasure storyline. There you go. Treasure. Yes. There's two different write-ups though. There's one that focuses on the Luke and Laura, but obviously Frisco and Felicia come in on it. And then there's one pretty much Frisco and Felicia. It's Frisco and Felicia, but then it also brings, so it brings in like Tony, which obviously ties into Frisco and everything, but then it talks about, it it talks about like everything else. And then that will lead us into the Asian quarter. Mm -hmm. So the first storyline that we are going to talk about is the Mexico adventure from the perspective under Curly Q girl GH's classic Luke and Laura 1984 Mexico adventure storyline. From October through December. So yes. this was, and it was about eight hours. They didn't drag it out like 
some of the storylines we have now, but it wasn't just a little blip. This was definitely no. a major storyline. Well, and that's the thing. So I watched for this specific portion of the story. I started trying to piece together the two different files, like mm-hmm. the two different write-ups. You can't do it. They're these two, two perspectives. Exactly. And so that's something I didn't really realize. Right. So I started taking notes that I think are actually going to be more applicable under that. But, and the killer was this storyline was listed under Sean Donnelly, 1984. <laughs> so, cause it's also when Sean was introduced. I love Sean. Yes, you do. So this week and probably next week, cause I don't feel like this is going to be wrapped up in one week. Right. We are talking about the Mexico adventure. The next segment, we're going to talk about the Felicia, then meeting Frisco. So good. And all those things. And then we will talk about the Asian quarter because it, it kind of came about from Ms. Wu mm-hmm. and everything that, so we've recorded this. That's the beginning of February. So when this releases, we don't know what will have maybe. <laughs> progressed by this point it'll either make a lot more sense or it'll just be a random story like where did they get that idea from it's kind of like claudette yes like we thought claudette was coming back so we did a 411 on claudette never heard about her again and we actually forgot to mention her in our storylines that went nowhere yep anyway so that's where we're going because peter referred to felicia as princess Mm -hmm. and a lot of people may not have known what the heck that meant? So yeah, so let's get started. We are going to read the 1984 Mexico adventure from Curly Q Girl GHs. And obviously we love this person. So I think I just read that her name is Stacy, by the way. Oh, I could be totally wrong. And I should probably check that stuff before saying it, but I believe that her name is actually Stacy. So thank you. Yeah. So if I remember correctly from when I was watching the YouTube videos, it kind of starts with Robert and Holly are hanging out at their house and they are, they were spending some time in their bedroom (laughs) and the phone kept ringing and ringing and ringing. And it was Luke. I like that it says Robert tells Lee he's taking a vacation and then Robert and Holly leave to go to the travel agent. Like, boom, we're going to take a vacation. Let's go to the travel agent. They were planning to go to Paris. And so then, so I don't know where this got started, really. I just think it's the way that that's written. Like, we're going to talk about a trip and then boom, in a couple hours, we'll be at the travel agent. So anyway, they go to the travel agent and they miss Luke's call from Mexico. Luke sees the police he is hiding from, but gets away without being seen. He backs into a cactus before escaping. That sounds painful. See, and then this is where it picks up. However, this is also going to be referenced in the Frisco and Felicia storyline. Okay. So Felicia writes a letter to her grandmother. Frisco is very sarcastic about what a bad idea that is and that the bad guys could intercept it and learn her location. He was so sassy with her. He, mm, you were talking about how in the Ice Princess mm-hmm. that you couldn't stand the way that women were being talked to. Yes. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. A lot of that here. And I'm just like, wow, people don't think a lot has changed over the past. It it really has. Yes, I mean, it, definitely. They were a little more flirty then. And this was so little backstory. Felicia was in Port Charles. Frisco had the ring, the ring that he had bought from the spas going out of business. Mm-hmm. He thought it was worth like 40 bucks. Right. And she's trying to steal it back because it's, she knows it's a family heirloom. Right. So not to get all into that, but she had shown up, was trying to get it back from him, ran into Frisco, had these bad guys chasing after them. 
And finally, they kind of reached this point where something had to change. Right. That's a really bad way of summing that up. I understand. But well, stick he, with us because when we talk about that part, it's going to make sense. But we don't want to give so much away. Right. He didn't buy her story. It was all. No, she was trying to steal the, the ring and he was like, tell me why this is so important. Well, if someone comes to you and is like, hey, it's my grandma's ring and it's worth money and I tried to steal it and I'm kind of sort of a princess, you wouldn't really believe them either. So that was where he was coming from. Felicia says that she will send it to her grandmother's best friend, Dot, who can hand deliver it. Frisco is still worried that the bad guys will get to Dot and learn where she's hiding. Frisco reads up on Aztec history and begins questioning Felicia on Aztec history. When she can't answer his questions, he accuses her of being a fraud. Do you want to know what questions that he asked her? Sure. First of all, Jack Wagner has a very unique accent. Okay. How do you say W-A-R? War? War. Okay. He says war. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway. Jack Wagner can talk to me however he wants. He absolutely (laughs) can. He doesn't even have to use the right vowels. Just say (laughs) So he asks her, what's the purpose of war? War. Okay. So he asked her, what's the purpose of... Like when the Aztecs went to war, mm-hmm. I wish we could say that forever now. Go ahead. What was their purpose behind it? Okay, and she couldn't answer, and she goes, "I don't know. The same as anyone else who goes to war. Like, right? To- They're fighting over something, right? Exactly." And he said, "No, that it was for them to take prisoners to use for sacrifice." I did not fact check any of this. <laughs> I'm going off of what General Hospital tells me. I'm sure it's completely accurate because it's General Hospital. And then he asks, who's the goddess of dance and music? And she had no idea. Mm-mm. And then he said, and I was like, of course, that's of interest to you because he was a musician. Right. And then he starts listing off some long names, but they end. And he's like, but they actually just call her Mac. How crazy is that? Yeah. She winds up later marrying Mac. And then oh, he asked her two other ones and I didn't write them down. Okay. You can save this for when we get into their storyline more. Yep. Okay. There you go. Keep us on the hook. But I don't think they even, but that's the thing. Like, I don't feel like they even mentioned this little segment in there. So yeah. Get what you get. We will get there. But yeah, he was really grilling her on. Why doesn't she know her history? Mm -hmm. It makes sense. If you're going to say you're a princess somewhere, you should know something. Yep. And she was like, do you think that every, I mean, all you have to do is, yes, the queen of England knows her history. Yeah. Exactly. Continue on Aztec. (laughs) (laughs) Felicia then reels off her own history lesson of the Aztec culture to point out that just because she doesn't know one obscure Aztec god doesn't mean she isn't a descendant from Aztec royalty. Back at the ranch, Dot urges Mariah to contact the police about the men who have bugged her phone and are watching her house. Mariah is concerned about Felicia's safety and doesn't want to bring the police into it. At least she knows that while the goons are watching her, they are leaving Felicia alone. Then we go on to Luke. Luke arrives in the next Mexican town on a donkey and tries to call Robert again, but his phone is busy. Grant arrives and Robert gives him the instructions for an underground railroad type arrangement for the Porchenkos to get to safety. Robert tells Grant to read the instructions, memorize them, and then burn them and only give the porchenkos, 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 porchenkos. There you go. There we go. Verbal instruction. So as to protect those involved. After Grant leaves, Holly is ecstatic that they are now free to go on their vacation. 
Robert seduces Holly, and they decide to begin their holiday. Okay, I'm sorry. I jumped the gun. They do mention this. Okay, ignore everything I said about the beginning of the story. That's okay. Luke interrupts them and tells them that he is in Mexico and is running from a murder charge. Okay, he did not interrupt them. He called them like three and four times. Sometimes you I mean, gotta th- talk to somebody. But I'm just saying, messages it, back then. it sounds like he walked in and was like, excuse oh, me. Okay. No, he interrupted them by calling them like, uh, no joke, off the hook. Okay. Luke tells him that he and Laura are in Texas or were in Texas and there was a family heirloom stolen and that he was framed for murder. Robert tells Luke to go see Sean Donnelly, a former WSB agent who is in Mexico City and will meet him there tomorrow. Frisco goes to see Robert, who has already left for Mexico. He tells Holly and Felicia and tells Holly, oh, tells Holly about Felicia and her ring. And they think it's a connection to Luke's situation. Frisco then tells Felicia that he wants to consult with Robert and get his input. Felicia absolutely forbids it as she doesn't know or trust Robert. Robert tells Holly the little he knows about Luke's trouble. He tells her about Sean and that he had sent Luke to him and he has to go join Luke to help him. Holly doesn't mind changing her plans to go with him, but he tells her that he she can't go with him and that she has to go on to Paris and he will join her there as he doesn't think it'll be more than a couple days to wrap up Luke's situation. It's like he's never met Luke Spencer before. <laughs> right. He promises her that he, when he gets to Paris, her every wish will be his command. I want someone to take me to Paris. But it just reminded me of when we watched like Robert and Holly. She was his love. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was his. If you were newer to the show, like to General Hospital, you have to go back and watch these and fall in love with these characters and understand why we get frustrated with. When they downplay them mm-hmm. because they had amazing storylines back then. Uh, and they amazing. played them. And yeah. Robert and Luke. Oh, I love them. So after Robert has left, Frisco comes to talk to Robert, and after finding out that he is already gone, he tells Holly about Felicia's situation. And she's like, oh, that kind of sounds familiar to something that Robert was talking about, because Luke called and said he made friends with these women, and they had a break-in, and things were stolen. And Frisco's like, was one of them a ring? (laughs) And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, oh, is it the Mexico, or is it the Texas border of Mexico? And she's like, I think it might be. So Holly tells him that Luke called from Mexico about the robbery of the family heirloom. She urges Frisco to tell her everything so that she can fill Robert in when he calls her. Holly instructs him to keep Felicia in his apartment and keep her safe. Armed with this new information, Holly realizes that it is much more involved situation than Robert thought, and she makes plans to go to Mexico. Of course. And she does. Then a very tired and very dear, dirty Luke makes it to Sean's beautiful hacienda. Sean is expecting him as he has already talked to Robert. Sean introduces Luke to his beautiful assistant, Cruz. When Luke moves very gingerly, Luke admits his butt is filled with cactus needles. (laughs) Cruz picks the needles out of his behind and then rubs ointment on the wounds. Oh my gosh. Robert arrives in Mexico and has a happy reunion with Sean, then finds Luke walking around the pool with a margarita. We should have been drinking margaritas today. We should have. I don't even know if I have his stuff. Luke fills them in. When we do the second, oh, they're not going to have as many margaritas in the next one. Darn it. Okay. (laughs) Luke fills them in on how he won a Texas cattle ranch in a game of cards. He has stayed at Mariah's Inn and the name of the inn, he mentions it, but it's never written anywhere and I couldn't. It's the Inn of Secrets. Oh. And it's run by, he tells the story so well. 
He's like, I met this woman and it's like her grandmother and they run this in. It's the inn of secrets and it's run by this woman and her daughter and then her granddaughter and tells them about the scepter, which is a, I'm sorry, the scepter was the family heirloom that was stolen from Mariah, Felicia's grandmother. And she's still alive, the actress, Mm -hmm. but they killed Mariah on the show. She could come back as like an aunt or something. No, no. Yes, but I just, but it's like, we haven't killed Audrey Hardy yet because Rachel Ames is still alive. Mm -hmm. So why do we just kill characters that are off screen for no reason when the actors are, I don't know. It's not like she was a front and center character. Like she's been off screen for a long time. Why did we just randomly kill her back when Georgie Mm -hmm. or, um, yeah, because isn't that why Felicia left town? Right, because she was sick, and then she came back for right. orgies, whatever. Yeah. Don't know. Don't know either. All right. All right. Your turn. So then a flashback is shown as Luke tells them about Peter, Felicia's boyfriend. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Another Peter. Peter. Felicia's boyfriend and two bandits riding up Actually, on her fiancé. Oh. To steal the scepter from an outdoor table they are sitting at. Luke feels awful for leaving the scepter out. What are you like playing with it? Why is it just sitting on the table? Because he's pretending to be King Luke. Okay. I don't know. Just leaving the scepter out and tells Peter he has to go after the scepter and retrieve it. Luke, Robert, and Sean enjoy a luxurious candlelight dinner complete with china and crystal. Luke continues with his story and tells them that the two bandits split up. So he and Peter split up as well to follow the separate trails. Luke tells them he followed his guy for several weeks the flashback continues as luke continues with his story he finally caught up with him in trey's oils the guy did have the scepter and he and luke fought for it luke was knocked out and when he woke up he found the guy was stabbed to death and the police arrived to arrest him he tells them he was thrown in jail but he was able to escape with the Federals hot on his trail. They agree he has to find out who the murderer is to clear Luke, and then they retrieve the scepter and will return it to the family. I think I would have liked to have watched that. Luke telling how he didn't really do it. Seriously, this, first of all, something we didn't talk about that we should have is seriously go watch this because they were actually on location. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't a soundstage set up. Right. They were so good back then. So good. So Holly shows up at Sean's, though Robert's not pleased with her arrival. She fills them in that Frisco has been playing the grand protector to Felicia. Luke knows her from Texas. Luke then brings Holly up to date on his situation. Later, out by the pool, Cruz flirts with Robert in front of Holly. (sighs) Holly becomes jealous at Robert's attention, though Luke tells her she has absolutely nothing to worry about. Which I think is sweet, because at this point, Luke Mm -hmm. and Holly had been together before Mm -hmm. he died in an avalanche. That's right. Luke has died before and come back. (laughs) He accepts that his best friend and former love are together. Are together. He was being nice. So he interrupts Cruz to ask her for another treatment on his behind. Sean reels with Holly with WS details of his adventures with Robert. Sean tells the guys that he has an important business meeting and can't leave for a few days. The next morning, as Luke and Robert prepare to leave, Holly wants to join them, but even Luke warns her that given he is a one, that he is wanted for murder, this could get hairy and they leave her at Sean's. 
Sean asks what she'd like to do while the boys are off on their adventure, and Holly suggests shopping. And it wasn't in the. Of course, women just want to go shopping. I mean, Holly just really loved making things beautiful. Yes, shopping. I like it because she definitely got into the thick of it with the rest of them. Yes. So. Luke and Robert stop up in a little town and ask a couple of guys some questions. They respond by jumping them and starting a fight. Luke calls Mariah to talk to Laura, but she isn't home as she has gone into Dallas to pick up supplies. Mariah is concerned about Luke still looking for the scepter, and Luke promises her that he will not return until he has found it. Mariah thinks that Luke and Peter are still looking for the scepter together as Peter has called her and told her that they are still together searching for it. Mariah's phone is tapped and the guys listening in calls and reports that Mariah told Luke about Peter's call, which will clue Luke in that Peter is in on this. Luke tells Robert about Peter's involvement and that something is really fishy as he suspects a con. So Laura had stayed behind at the Texas cattle ranch that they won in the game of cards. And that's when like she really befriended Mariah and it's really sweet. So like they'll cut to scenes where Laura and Mariah are just kind of chatting and getting to know each other. And Luke had told her it was like going to be too dangerous yeah, for her to go. That's important to know mm-hmm. that Luke was like, you can't, not that you can't, but just he keeps. So every time he calls her. And so I feel like I just wanted to go back and I didn't to when they won this cattle ranch because he keeps talking about the bulls. I don't know, but I guess he, he must've had his third or sixth sense with Luke that his Luke sense, whatever it is that he knew like Laura had to stay there. Okay. Robert then goes off and asks some locals about Peter. Robert finds a woman who tells him that a gringo was looking for Trey Ojos. Oh, Trey. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. A group of boulders. What? She gives some directions and Luke and Robert find the boulders and notice the markings are similar to those on the scepter. A jubilant Holly <laughs> returns from a shopping spree with Sean. Oh, and during this whole shopping spree, he is like, we can go try that on for me if you want to. I'll let you know what it looks like. Oh, oh he flirts with her and suggests that she give him a private fashion show of all her new purchases. Mm-hmm. And he has that voice, though, too, that, I mean, seriously, the man could read you the phone book and you would think he was seducing you. Yeah. Yeah. That's Sean Donnelly. Mm -hmm. He suggestively says it, says that if she was waiting at home for him, he would be, that he would be persuaded to believe in the Aztec, quote it. He suggestively says that if she was waiting at home for him, that he would be persuaded to believe in the Aztec love gods. Cheesy. Later that night, Sean and Robert enjoy the private, Sean and Robert enjoy a private candlelit dinner. Yeah. Okay. He is intrigued that she would give up a glamorous trip to Paris for a possible dangerous situation in Mexico. She admits to enjoy danger and adventure and is for, and he is further intrigued. See? Mm -hmm. She just legit wanted to go shopping. I had no problem with her shopping. I'm proud of her for. I know it just it sounds it it sounds super sexist, but it's not. It was because she even said something to Cruz because she and Cruz were talking, and she's like, "Well, I really like the clothes that you're wearing. Can you show me like where you get them?" Mm -hmm. Because she liked them. Yeah. She accuses him of flirting with her shamelessly to keep her mind off the danger that Luke and Robert are in. Yeah. Luke and Robert start stop at a local cantina and are arguing. Luke tells him it's almost worth being in this trouble to be working with Robert again. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> that's the real that's the real romance right there. The real the love story is 
Sean and Holly talk about his artifact collection. He tells her about Aztec writing and shares some of the history with her. Robert and Luke try to figure out what symbols on the, what the symbols on the boulder means. Robert points out that the Aztecs were known to have a vast collection of riches and very little was ever found. Symbols on the scepter are clues, a sort of map to the Aztec treasure as the bad guys are taking huge risks. So there must be something of great value at stake. Robert admits that he still has a craving for his former life of adventure. So Sean and Robert were were WSB agents together. Mm -hmm. Robert promises that he is in this caper with Luke till the end. Peter drives up to meet with Cruz. She warns him that Scorpio is on his trail. Because remember, this time, we only had one Scorpio. He wants to know if she has left Donnelly for good, and she tells him she is done with Sean. Peter says that he thought when he framed Luke for murder, that would take care of him. Luke finds a wanted poster of him hanging on a post and takes it down. He tells Robert that there are posters of him hanging all over town, and they should get out of there. Robert suggests, oh, and at the time, like, he was wearing, like, a hat. Oh, okay. It it wasn't, like, covering his face baseball cap, (laughs) but he was wearing a hat that I think he thought hit his face. He should have shaved. He had a beard and mustache at the Mm -hmm. time. That would have changed the look of the poster a little bit. Anyway, Robert suggests that they return to Sean's as he is a bit of an expert in Aztec culture and may be able to help them decipher the symbols. A promo is shown for Tony Geary's The Imposter. What? We have to find this. I know. Okay. Okay. Robert returns to find Holly. I love that she threw that in there in the middle of, because that was a commercial at the time. Right. Cool. Robert returns to find Holly and admires her new look with the Mexican clothes and her slick, her hair slicked back. They fill Sean and Holly in on Peter being involved in both the theft and the murder and believes he is key to the whole mystery. Oh, yeah. By the way, Sean's been having conversations with Peter on the side. Mm. They have not been talking about this. But as you're watching all of this, uh-huh. Oh, why don't they have that mentioned in all this? They don't want to tell you yet. No. But, okay. Anyway. They believe that the scepter is a clue to the location of a treasure. After studying the symbols, Sean tells them the symbols on the boulder indicate direction and distance, while the symbols on the scepter indicate a specific place. Sean tells them that they need a range finder to, to more precisely follow the clues. What's a range finder? I don't know. Okay. The first clue on the scepter led them to the boulder. The second symbol is a water symbol, and they follow the direction clues on the boulder that will take them to the next clue. Oh my gosh. Luke is worried as everyone becomes excited about the treasure and he reminds them he just wants to clear his name. You know, he was accused of murder and get back to Laura and his cattle ranch. He probably thought it was only legit going to be like two to three days. Right. Luke still can't reach Laura on the phone. Uh-oh. Luke and Robert are still going out again to follow the next clue, though Robert still won't let Holly come with him as he will not risk her life by being victim number two. Holly tells Robert about Sean's flirting with him and that he is a lady killer. I think that means with her. Sean flirting with her and mm-hmm. that he is a lady killer. She tells him that Sean made a pass at her and she believes he will try again. Holly is annoyed that Robert isn't more concerned about this and warns him that perhaps next time she will let Sean succeed. No, you won't. (laughs) Robert knows Sean and says that he is an incorrigible womanizer and will quickly move on to the next woman. Ouch. That's still not okay. No, ouch. That that would so insult me, but okay. But still, that's still not okay. It's not like, it's okay, honey. Like, I know those men. I know those men that it doesn't matter. They're married. They're whatever. And they still hit on women like left and right. And it's, that's still not okay. It's not. 
So Robert's trust in Holly is obvious. He knows she can take care of herself. He also seems to trust that Sean won't cross that line with his wife and amuses that she's just a bit of a practice for Sean. He also realizes she is trying to con him into taking her with him and he refuses. Robert and Luke leave again and continue to argue over who will drive, which is so totally like them. Sean continues flirting with Holly. She asks him to arrange transportation for her to trace Ojos to catch up with them. Sean says he wouldn't dare go against Robert on this, and he agrees with Robert about keeping her out of danger. Holly tries to entice Sean with promises of stories of her lurid past in return for a ride to catch up with her husband. Robert and Luke trying to figure out which symbol on the boulder they should follow. Robert says maybe they should just pick one, and if it doesn't work, then they will have to come back and pick another symbol. Holly shows up, and while Robert is annoyed, Luke points out that they are doing too good, and Luke asks her to p- that they aren't doing too good, and Luke asks her to pick a symbol. Luke, Robert, and Holly stop at a cafe. Luke goes to call Laura, but is still unable to get the call through to Texas. Robert asks the waitress for a map of the area and asks her questions about water or a spring. She flirts with him and laughs at his attempt at Spanish. A jealous Holly spills a glass of water. It says spills and then it says dumps. I feel like it was probably dumps. She, I did not watch this. So the waitress was sitting at the table with Robert. <gasps> Right. And the way that this reads is like Holly and Robert are sitting at the table right. and, and the waitress, the waitress is, just like is standing just, there. Okay. I just want your order. Yeah. And seems flirty. No, no. Holly was away from the table. <sighs> the server sat down and was talking with Robert and it was, she was flirty and Holly came over and dumped a glass of water okay. on her. So Good job, Holly. <laughs> so jealous, Holly dumps a glass of water on her. The waitress retaliates by pointing Holly out to the local police. Robert grabs Holly and Luke and they try to run out of the cafe. Peter and Cruz are following their own rangefinder and wind up in a local town but are frustrated in their efforts as the batteries are out. I want a rangefinder. I know. Luke has a flashback to him and Laura in bed as she laughs about his desire to raise bulls on a Texas ranch. <laughs> Luke finally gets hold of Laura and apologizes for not being able to get through to her before that he has been trying to call her. He assures her that he is fine. She tells him she is fine, but misses him terribly. Laura asks if he is keeping something from her. He says he is dying of boredom, though she doesn't believe him. After he gets off the phone, he tells Robert he doesn't want her worried about the murder charges and one wife south of the border is enough, a.k.a. Holly. Mm -hmm. Mariah asks if Laura told Luke her wonderful news. Uh But Laura wants to wait until Luke in person. Uh Guess what it was? They're going to have a lucky? Yes. Oh, actually, Mariah says that. She says that baby is going to be lucky. Aww. Excited. Oh, <laughs> Laura is worried about Luke as she heard something in Luke's tone that has her worried. Laura tells Mariah about Felicia and the people of Port Charles. Mariah observes that Laura sounds homesick. Perhaps she is due for a visit home. Laura says she doesn't want, doesn't think she'll ever be able to go back and tells her about her mother's death earlier in that year while her and Luke were traveling. And this was when Leslie had died quote died right in the meantime and this scene was really really sweet because mariah was teaching laura how to knit and that's when like luke got through and they started talking like baby stuff so 
So then back in Mexico, Robert and Luke follow the clues to the spring and wind up in the same plaza that Peter was in earlier. They can't figure out where the spring might be and then figure out it might be underground. After they check into a hotel, a local officer finds Holly taking Luke's wanted poster down. She says that she has seen... Oh, they don't say it here. She tells him that she collects wanted posters. (laughs) That's a good... But then she says, oh, I saw this guy about 30 miles away in Los Alamos. And he's like, oh, well, did you happen to see which way he he was going? And she's like, north. (laughs) And they go. And then Robert tells Luke that he wants Holly to return to Mexico City and feels she will slow them down. Luke points out that they are already in a nicer hotel that Holly booked them and he isn't eager to see her leave. Holly later runs into Cruz and subtly questions her about her mother because Cruz and Sean, I don't think they were just boss and assistant. Ah. Mm -mm. He had gotten pretty angry with her about her flirtatiousness. Um. Well, she said, so, okay, this is where my maps and draw charts come in handy. Sean was conspiring with Peter, but also getting information from Luke and Robert. Mm-hmm. I think that Sean thought, okay, so I think that Cruz knew that Sean was conspiring with Peter and getting information from Robert and Luke. Okay. Cruz and Peter, in the meantime, were talking to each other, mm-hmm. keeping Sean out of it. Got it. Cruz had told Sean that she had to leave because her mother was sick. Okay. They got in an argument and he's like, you can't be leaving like every other week to go take care of your mom. Yeah, that makes sense. So Holly, and so he basically like gave her the boot. Holly sees Cruz in a different town Mm. and is like, all right, so how's your mom? Right. Because you must be here to visit her. Right. Because... That's what I just heard you arguing with about Sean. Right. With Sean. Holly is wise enough to play off that she is is there shopping and doesn't mention Luke or Robert. Peter walks up Mm. and Cruz. And so Holly didn't know who Peter was. Okay. Even though Luke, Luke at this point, I think still thought that Peter was a quote, good guy and that they were working together. But I think that this is when he started to suspect things were off. But Holly did not know who Peter was. Obviously, she did know who Cruz was. Right. Cruz quickly introduces Peter as her brother. Holly observes that he doesn't look anything like Cruz. That doesn't exactly matter. No. Holly hurriedly returns to the boys and finds them digging to find the spring. I mean, they were literally behind, like, closed doors digging a hole in the middle of town. Okay. She doesn't get a chance to tell them as they are distracted. When Luke bends the shovel after hitting rock-hard dirt, she continues trying to tell them what she saw in the marketplace, though Robert continually argues with Luke over his digging efforts. Robert keeps cutting her off. Holly finally interrupts to tell them that she saw Cruz and her brother, Carlos. She says that they were shopping, though the guys snark about Cruz supposedly going home to her sick mother. So they didn't, like, believe Holly. Right. So... When will these men learn to listen to the women because they are smarter? The boys get frustrated after all of their digging. They don't find any spring water. They do, however, hit a gas line and then are unable to get out of the door, which is locked. They pound on the door, but loud music outside drowns out their pounding. They are able to climb up and escape through the roof. Choking on the fumes, they stumble to a small pond to drink some water and notice the Aztec symbol right out in plain sight. (gasps) The scepter is broken and they have realized they will have to return to Sean to get him to fix the scepter so they can determine what the next clue is. Oh man, doesn't that suck? Like you're right there and then broken. 
Of course. Luke is worried that Peter will now be a step ahead of them, but Robert points out that this was a difficult clue and they only found it by accident. Peter, though, is already figuring out the next clue and determined determines it is for a church that is 36 miles east, and he and Cruz head out. Frisco is bored as he follows Felicia around a museum looking at Aztec artifacts. Felicia is determined to prove her link to the Aztec heritage. She grows weary after searching through the exhibits, and when she seems ready to give up, Frisco gets a second wind and offers to continue looking with her. His sarcasm is gone, and he is suddenly supportive, eager to see her find what she is looking for. He keeps looking, and as they turn another corner, they come across a portrait of an Aztec royal family, and the woman looks identical to Felicia, and she is wearing Felicia's ring, proving her claim. Frisco is amazed and for the first time believes her claim as an Aztec princess. Oh, I want to be a princess. And I think with that, I think that is a good place to end our part one of the Mexico Mexico adventure. I I don't know. It just makes me so sad. (laughs) The storylines were so good back then. And so every video was at least like five to eight minutes long. Mm-hmm. So even though they were like pulling from, you know, obviously VHS, to, occasionally they were like quick, short, two to three minutes. Were they even VHS at that point or were they still beta? I actually don't. Mm, that's a really, <laughs> they were definitely beta. Oh my goodness. You people are amazing. Yeah. Like I still have a VHS player, but beta. I remember when we got our first VCR. I mean, and that was... 87 88 so yeah it would have been our vcr came with the movie et wow yeah that must have been a fancy one to come with a movie Uh, i know anyway but like now the scenes move so quick like they're not even i don't think we get consistently five no to eight minute long no you're lucky if it's three minutes i feel like okay we're gonna start talking we will not our next (laughs) how long are the scenes you guys will know when we are running out of ideas for Port Charles for one ones. But anyway, so that is just the very beginning of the Mexican adventure. Join us next week. We will finish it up with part two and see how this all wraps up with the finding everything. How are you thinking? Because you said that you remember some of this. I just remember being in love, even at that young age with Frisco and Felicia. Just their chemistry was so adorable. So, hmm. I'm going to predict they like end up together and have a couple kids. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) anyway, have a good weekend and we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for pier 54 podcast. Also, we are not perfect, so if there's something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.